Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Today is Wednesday, July the 17th, and today I'm interviewing one of my closest friends of all time. Her name is Amber Stratton. So Amber is the co-founder and owner of Pure Yoga Ottawa, there's four locations, and Pure Kitchen Ottawa, also four locations, and uh, she has successfully built a brand that is known as not just another yoga studio or restaurant, but a lifestyle. She's been teaching yoga for 11, 12 years now and has over a thousand hours of training in classical hatha and vinyasa yoga. She runs teacher trainings, retreats, workshops, and is able to do all of this with passion, joy, and balance. Amber was named Ottawa's top 40 under 40 in 2014 and has been awarded top yoga teacher in Ottawa three times. She's a brand ambassador for Lululemon since like 2007 or something like that. And she has been a keynote speaker at several prestigious leadership conference conferences within Canada. Like, wow, those are such amazing <laughs> credentials. I'm, I'm like, I love reading those because I'm so proud of her. And she is just so cool and humble about all of her accomplishments that I sometimes like even forget how much of a powerhouse she really is. On a personal level, Amber and I have been best friends since two, uh, not 2000, what am I talking about? Since 1991, if you can believe that. <clears throat> and I have witnessed firsthand that she's not like she not only inspires, works hard, and lifts up everyone around her, but she also walks the talk. Okay, she takes care of herself and demonstrates self love in all areas of her life. So this is contagious, and it's part of the legacy she's going to leave behind, and that's the topic for today. So we're gonna be talking about legacy and how we show up for ourselves and impact those around us. Okay, are you guys ready? Here we go. Amber. Lisa. How's it going? Good. (laughs) Uh, This is awesome. I'm glad to have you on the show again for the second time here. Yeah, so today I actually want to get straight into it because you uh, are one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. You're you are one of my best <laughs> friends, but your your messaging is so um, precise and hits home to me. And a lot of the messages that you talk about really resonate um, with my I don't know belief systems, if you will. And I I kind of think like we've. Uh, been on this journey of life together we, we've been friends for so long that like true yeah it's kind of cool to you know have a friend that teaches you still and sh- is sharing and, and and all that and yes instagram's teaching to the masses but sometimes i feel like you're talking directly to me oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um but yeah so a, a couple of days ago you you talked about legacy and i think this is something that's not really talked about a lot in um, today's culture in a, in a positive and sort of like spiritual way. 
um, which you kind of touch on, which I really liked. So um, the question that you actually posed to the masses is something along the lines of what will you leave behind? So what is your legacy? And I, I actually, I'm going to turn the question to you now because what, like, what is legacy? What does that even mean? What does that even mean, Amber? Uh, <laughs> I think that, uh, I mean, legacy to me is what is essentially what you are leaving behind, uh, what you stand for while you're here on this journey. Uh, and it feels, um, I think the first time you hear it or you're asked it, it sounds, or for me, it sounded really dramatic and, mm-hmm. and almost like scary. Uh, and I can almost, I can relate it to in the yoga world. It's having somebody say to you, which I did actually have someone say to me at a camping party once randomly, <laughs> found out I was a yoga teacher and said, what's your Dharma? And I was like, Oh man, I've had like, like I've had like six beers. Like I, I, (laughs) are you really asking me this right now? So what does Dharma mean? What does that even mean? Dharma, like your life, like your life's purpose, which, which also I think that when for, and again, I'll say what the first time I heard it, the first time someone asked me what my legacy was, what my Dharma was, you think that you have to have this big grand, changing the world idea or or mm-hmm. plan of what you're leaving behind you're trying to end poverty or you're yeah. trying to change the world in some big dramatic way but i i personally really don't see it um that way and and i think that no matter what you decide or feel true in your heart that your legacy or your dharma is um you may think that it sounds small but the smallest little gestures or things that we do can often be the most impactful to a lot of people. So when, when we talk about legacy, when you think about what is your legacy, are you sort of in the business mindset when you're thinking about it? Or are you in like the personal Amber at home mindset or is it a both? I think it's both. I think, um, and it's just like, it's not like I was sitting around being like, I need to find this out. I need to find this out. I need to discover my legacy at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just something that I, I started seeing show up in my life more and more and, and something that I've realized that I'm really passionate about and that I really, really love doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, just I've realized that in my, in my professional life, I have, I think, really great personal relationships with the people that I work with, which I'm so grateful for. And I've realized over the years of being in the industry I'm, which is in, um, the yoga fitness industry. And I, I love working with people and I love helping them get clear on, on their path and where they're going and, and helping them reach their goals. Yeah. That's something that excites me. And I, and it's something that when I hear people's ideas, um, I'm definitely a person that is a cheerleader for people with great ideas. And I am sitting there going like, yes, you can do this. How are we going to do this? Like, let's make a plan. And, and, and I remember being on the other side of that. Not that I had somebody mentoring me and it would have been really great if I did. Like sometimes I look and not to pat myself on the back or anything, but say, 
I wish that I would have had someone like me when I was like 25 yeah saying like you can do this let's let's figure out let's make a plan let's get clear on what direction you're going in so yeah in the simplest way it's just become really clear to me that I I really love doing that Mm -hmm. and I want to I, I want to continue to change kind of the platform of where you are in work like I think people are so intimidated or almost scared to tell their quote unquote bosses like what their plans are like if they're because we have this obviously there's a security that comes with your job and yeah you don't want to ever feel like that's threatened because you you need it and you need to make money so what happens if you tell your boss that eventually you want to go you don't want to teach yoga anymore you want to go and I don't know, do something else. Or open your own studio studio. or be a mom or not work anymore or whatever it is. Exactly. And, and I get that. And I would like to continue to help that kind of stigma go away. Mm -hmm. And, and, but it's, it's not, um, always going to be that way and it isn't, but you know, if I can continue to inspire the people that are working with me to do what they need to do and support them all the way and have these really open, honest conversations, uh, supportive conversations, then my hope is that they're going to do the same for their people when they move on as well. So, um, when you were asked, what is your legacy? Um, I think you quote this in your actual, um, Instagram post is like, at first you did feel like that sense of like you were uncomfortable and you felt sort of like stupid or that it wasn't relevant Mm -hmm. in your life. So why has it sort of become relevant to start defining that a little bit? Um, when I, so when I first heard it, I did feel, and I, and I think that you just feel when you don't know the answer to some, something like that seems like this big question and maybe I was overthinking it. And so I did kind of just brush it off and say, well, I don't really care. I don't need to leave anything behind, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I, you know, need somebody right on my tombstone, like Amber's legacy is this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> not at all, but. But uncertainty is like a, a level of vulnerability. So I can understand when you like kind of feel that, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And anyone who's being totally honest, um, you know, can probably admit at some point in their life, somebody has asked them to do something new or try something or talk about how they feel. And I'm sure we, and we can all find some situation where we brushed it off and been like, oh, that's stupid. I'm not doing yeah, that. I'm not doing that. It's, yeah. it's dumb. So we just dismiss it as stupid and it's not relevant or important. And that makes us feel better about our inability to, yeah. <laughs> to go there or try that new thing or talk about how we are actually how we're actually feeling. That's really cool. So with all that being said, as you're starting to define this, is this, I kind of want to, I really like the question and the thought process and the provoking of like, oh, well, what is it that I'm actually trying to do here? However, I want to challenge it a little bit because legacy to me, I I feel like we don't really have a choice in what, like we don't get to decide what our legacy is necessarily because what I'm putting out, you may not interpret as being something great um, or something worthy or valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so is that person that doesn't find it great or worthy, like 
even matter? No, not necessarily. However, that sort of contributes to the the word legacy. It's like what people think of you. Yes. Of course we can't control yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, but that's just that's just life. You can't control what people think of you, you can't control what they say about you, and that doesn't and if you start to get too caught up in that thought process, then that's just a downward spiral on its own. Yeah. But um So I what know, are some what of you're... the positive ways of like creating this? Is it like to like do like a mission statement or like come back to your core values? Are you, what is the, I think coming back to your core values for sure. Um, a mission statement is, is a great way to figure out. And I've talked about this a lot in my posts just, um, and I have the book right here. Simon Sinek, um, <laughs> figuring out your, your why, oh, um, right. okay. and also figuring out what lights you up. And that's kind of where it started to become clear to me and just, I, I truly want everyone that I work with to be successful mm-hmm. and going back to that whole thing of success is that it's not the same for everybody. And I think a lot of people put a dollar sign on mm. success and, and are, are chasing maybe the wrong things for the wrong reason. Um, and success looks like, looks and feels like very different things to, to everybody. Is there a difference between legacy and success? Uh, yeah, I so, think so. So, how? Well, maybe, the- maybe like it's not like you have to go and everyone doesn't need to define, um, leave this planet and say like, oh, I also defined my legacy. Like it's, it may not be important to everybody. Just right. like it's not important to me to learn how to do my own taxes, like yeah, or whatever. You know, <laughs> sure. we all yeah, have yeah, things yeah. that are that are important to to us and that we're passionate about, and that's what makes the world work. So is there a difference for me? Is there a difference between legacy and success? Yes. Cause I, with, without this becoming a little bit more clear to me, I still felt fulfilled and successful in my life, mm-hmm. but this is just a little bit extra of something that I can give back from up from my heart and from a place of experience and a place of passion. Mm-hmm. And like, you, you know me for a, like a long time. It's like, mm-hmm. I love to lift people up. Mm-hmm. Like I've always, I've always been that way. Yeah. And, and it showed up in different ways in my life, in my, in my twenties and in my thirties and I'm in my thirties. And now it's, it's just becoming a little bit more clear that I can kind of take these tools and this passion that I have for helping people and get, and, and be a little more streamlined with it almost and have, yeah have an impact and, remember what it was like when I started, when I was trying to start our business and yeah, and having that support is huge and not having it is huge too. And so like in that learning in your life, your legacy, going back to legacy versus success maybe is like what happens, like lives on, like the legacy lives on whereas success is more like just goals, achieving goals in your life, whether that looks like dollar signs or looks like joy or looks like gratitude or whatever. Is mm-hmm. that yeah. where I agree with that. What you mean in that context? Uh yeah. That that resonates with me. So um within this whole sort of dialogue, um success and when we talk, start talking about success, uh, the the 
words or the commonalities that people associate to success is to do more, doing more. And what, like my, my question right now in life, like just in general is like, why is more so important? I've, I've asked myself that this question like over and over again for like several months now. Cause I was always like, I just need to do more and I'm so busy and I'm like busy, busy, busy. The busier I am, the more successful I'll become. And then, you know, people will, treat me differently or better or whatever it is. I just thought more was going to create some sort of happiness and fulfillment in my life. And now I'm kind of realizing like, oh, is that important? Hmm. And like changing, shifting things up a little bit. Um, and there's a quote that you said um, in one of your posts that was, you will never be criticized by someone who is doing more than you. And I kind of want you to just like talk about that a little bit, where that comes from. And I don't know. I think anyone who truly feels I'm quote unquote like successful in their lives and whether, and again, it's not attached to a dollar sign. Um, it's, yeah, it means something different, it, it for, means everyone. Something different for everyone. Yeah. So I want to be really clear on that. And I know a lot of women who are totally fulfilled and successful being a stay at home mom and who are doing yeah. the great and really hard work of raising children. Yeah. And to me, how amazing is it that you are going to put out these new humans into the yeah. world yeah. as like successful human beings with good life um, coping skills and everything that they're going to need setting them up for what actually starts to happen in the real world. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in my experience, uh, you, you will never be criticized by someone who is quote unquote doing more than you or who feels fully fulfilled and successful or I don't think you'll ever be criticized by someone and put down by somebody who actually loves themselves which is a huge accomplishment on its own so uh, to put that into maybe clearer context it's uh, usually the people that are trying to tear you down there's a lot more going on there than what meets the eye and and it happens sadly on the internet where everybody is a tough guy and we we deal with this in business behind the scenes, sending nasty emails, sending nasty posts. I'm sure you deal with that online. Yeah. yeah. Like what is wrong with people? <laughs> like who, oh, how are you, how do you have time for this? But you know <laughs> that it's like you have to take a step back and think, okay, what happened to you when you were eight? Like, come on. Yes. And the internet, I said this to you earlier, um, just is, it is a place where people are literally just vomiting their insecurities Mm -hmm. and their own issues all over with no, almost, I want to say like responsibility for it. Cause I know in business when we deal with this and one of the first things we do is, Hey, um, can you give me a time I call you? I want to talk about this. And people just cower oh no I didn't mean that oh actually it was really great oh oh interesting yeah and it's when you like call them out or like I know I just want to have a let's let's have a face-to-face human conversation yeah I don't want to do this back and forth thing you know you're having a bad day you're taking it out on me behind your laptop and yes like let's when you when you get people face to face we're becoming less able to to do that unfortunately yeah people don't look at i I see it with um the younger generation and too in conversations they don't look you in the eye when when often when they talk and Mm -hmm. people ask for raises over an email like these are just things that i just would have never fathomed and i don't blame them for it but i do kind of look and go interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. interesting. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I saw a thing on, uh, we're always like, oh, millennials, but also what about the people that raised the millennials? Yeah. <laughs> like, let's talk about them for a second. Like, yeah. how, like there's a responsibility yes. in, on that side of it. Yes. Like we all play our own, we all play our roles and we all contribute into this into this somehow mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for yeah. sure but so sorry continue so what what about those people like if um how in in what way is like success being defined right now for those people coming up for what people like for millennials i have no i i don't know mm-hmm. i i don't know what that looks like i can't i can't speak for a generation. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, we, I'm not gonna also like, there's a lot of things that you see, but I just think it's a product of your environment, you know, um, instant gratification. Um, and we you know we come from, from different people. Like we're products of baby boomers, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they were a hardworking generation. Yeah. And it, it's very different. So then the next generation, you know, maybe they just want to be able to give their kids a little bit more and make it not so hard. I don't really know. So I can't, I can't truly speak to it. I can speak from my experience as an employer and dealing with it, but that's about it. So those, I I do want to kind of touch back because you said how, um, you get, you know, the trolls, the online trolls. And where do you think that that comes from though? Where do you think for me? I don't know. I, I do get a lot of, interesting comments and people sharing their opinions because I talk about controversial stuff all the time. I share my opinion. Um, however, one of the things that like I try to do when I'm, um, sharing my, my thoughts is speak from personal experience Mm -hmm. and say, um, this is what happened to me and this is what I'm doing to better my life. Take it or leave it. You don't have to do it this way. This is just Mm -hmm. what I've learned about myself. And why don't you just unfollow me if you don't fucking like it? <laughs> like, why are you even reading this? Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Um, but that, like, how can we identify or, like, let's bring some awareness into this. Like, how can we identify whether we are the trolls? Because sometimes I want to comment on someone else's mm-hmm. opinion and I, because I, I'm against it. Like, is having an opinion a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing, but I feel like for me personally, whenever I'm, uh, I have a post, I yeah. write it, I write it first. I think you probably just, I write yeah. it. Yeah. And if, and I, and of course some t- we're emotionally triggered and some posts, most posts are inspired by a real conversation that happened, a real event that happened. I'm sure you feel the same. Yeah. They're not just like out of the, out of the clouds. Yeah. I write them in my notes. I leave it. Mm-hmm. I go back to it a few times. Yeah. I take time before I post it. I edit it. Mm-hmm. Maybe my editing's not that great, so sorry. But um, <laughs> uh, never claim to be a it's writer. Good. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important to look, and and if, especially if you know that there is a conversation or something that triggered you, to ask yourself if there's compassion in your post. Ooh, I like that. Like, are are you coming from a place of compassion? Or are you, are you passive aggressively trying to attack someone? 
Right. And do you have compassion for whatever your, your topic is for the person that maybe, you know, good for you, you're at this place now and you've learned this lesson, but do you have compassion for the person who isn't there yet? Mm-hmm. And, and how are you helping them instead of attacking them or making them feel worse or defeated? And how can there, how can you bring, um, like ultimately more, more love into what you're trying to say and compassion for people who, who aren't there yet. And, and just understanding that we're all on different parts of our journey and mm-hmm. you weren't there once either. Mm. That's like, that's actually something really cool when that resonated the most with me in that legacy post was that I did have that feeling of, well, why is, I don't, having a legacy is not important to me. That's kind of where I felt with that. I'm not, but maybe I'm not there yet to the point where, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you're, you're leaving one right now. I guess, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) And you you feel that in your posts and as a yoga teacher too, you know, if I can help one person have, have peace, if I can help one person, you know, as a studio owner, Mm -hmm. as I, and I'm, if I, I'm just facilitating this space and people come all the time and say, you've done this. And I'm like, I haven't done anything, but what I have done is I've, I'm happy for that person that I've facilitated a safe space for them to unfold, for them to evolve, for them to feel vulnerable. Yes. And that they can, they're, they're doing their own unfolding within the space. And I'm, I'm like, Hey, I taught your class. I did nothing. You're you're doing the work, but I'm happy that you felt safe enough in my, in the space that we've created to do so. I love that. Um, I love the human beings who are creating space for people to be vulnerable because in a lot of ways, vulnerability is, is where we find connection to one another and where there is growth without being vulnerable. Uh, in my opinion, there's no, there's no way you can grow. There's no way you can, um, I like to use the word up your vibration. Like you can, manifest good things in your life unless you're vulnerable that's where learning is and that's where fear lives in a lot of places but uh, I was listening to a podcast recently actually I, I think it's Brene Brown and Oprah oh and they talk, amazing yeah it's, I think it's that and I think it's like um they talk about uh about vulnerable and being brave and afraid at the same time and that's okay and yeah. I was just like oh man yeah. I love that. And I love, so for me, I love when people share their personal stories with me. It happens, you know, quite a bit where I, 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 I get messages of just like people's live stories and I'm happy to provide the platform or the space to do that. Um, and it's to me like that vulnerability piece looks different for so many people. And I want to maybe ask you questions like, how are you vulnerable? Um, how do you share your vulnerability? Um, I think I share my vulnerability. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with being, being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I show my vulnerability by being really honest and real about what actually I'm not pretending to be living some like life of the rich and famous or anything. I'm pretty, I'm super honest with what's actually happening in my business. I've, I'm, 
I'm honest with my feelings, maybe sometimes to a fault. I probably show uh, too much maybe sometimes. And I'm like, oh, sometimes I'm like, oh, shit, sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I'm your boss. Oh, fuck. And I'm like, I don't care. You know me. Like, I, I've, I've had hard times. I've bawled my eyes out in front of people I work with. And I'm just yeah. like, you know, I'm a, I'm a real person just trying to do my best, too. Yes. And, uh, I'm totally comfortable with that. And I, and I have been, and anyone who knows me on a, on a different, like in a, in a relationship, like a romantic relationship knows that I also, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with like saying how I feel and putting myself out there and getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But so on a, I, I just, on a I have this level. thing where I always just have, had the ability to fully tell somebody how I feel Mm -hmm. knowing that I might just get my fucking heart ripped out and it sucks. But I also know that I want to walk away from every situation, no matter how hard it is, knowing that I said everything I felt. Yeah. And then I, and then you know what you walk away and you know, you did all you could. You, you never look back and say, I should have said this. I should have done this. I sh- I'm just like, fuck it. I'll just tell you everything. And yeah. you might say, well, I think that you suck and I don't want to, and I don't want to be with you and whatever. And, yeah. and then at least I can, I, I feel like I've, I, you leave more confidently being like, I, I tried my best. There is a lot of confidence in being vulnerable when you are true to yourself because vulnerability and sharing that is, is your absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And the more true you are, the more you trust in yourself and that's, that's confidence to Well, me. and if you share what you truly feel, what do you have, what do you, what do you have to lose? Like the same, the outcome is probably going to be the same regardless. However, that is a really good question because there's that fear to be true and the fear to express yourself. What is it in, what is it in the human culture that makes people afraid to speak their own truths I guess I guess getting hurt yeah looking weak being yeah um not being like looked at as a strong person there's but yeah there's the there's so much strength and vulnerability but you're not being true to yourself and yeah then so what you don't tell somebody like how I'm going more in a relationship conversation now but how you feel because you're too proud and guarded and then that's over. They've moved on. Yes. And you're going to hold on to that for a long time. Yes. You really are. You're gonna and just, it's going to build. And you're going to just go <laughs> over it in the hamster wheel in your head. And what if, and I should have, and whatever. But if you just said it, and then they're like, yeah, no, sorry. I still think you suck. Okay, bye. And then at least you can know that you, you tried your best. And do you think this... Okay. I'm starting to learn how vulnerability is sort of a practice. Because, I don't know, there's a lot of different personalities out there. There's a lot of different definitions of what vulnerable means, what trust means, success, legacy, all of those words. Like, everyone has their own opinions of what it is. Like, so where does that vulnerability piece fit in? How, how, what does vulnerability look like? That's more or less the question I want to ask. Like, what does it actually look like? 
um, the truth, not being afraid to speak your truth, no matter what vulnerability doesn't have to be like in a situation where you're in your heart broken. Like it can also be like any, any conversation where you're putting yourself out there to potentially not get the answer that you want to hear and, and then, and then being okay with it. <laughs> and, but the more you practice that, the more okay yes. with that you will become. I every, would imagine every hard conversation that you have, every single one makes every hard conversation a little bit easier. I want to talk about the health of what our mission statements are and what our path is. And I ask myself a lot, like, am I showing up for myself? How am I showing up for myself today? Because again, my, my opinion of legacy is what other people think of you or what other, how other people interpret what you're doing, where that is something that I have absolutely no control over. Okay. So imagine your legacy is that you show up for yourself every day. Mm -hmm. In turn, that trickles down to how you're going to show up for everybody else. I yes. think if you're, if you, your legacy is maybe I'm going to, how am I showing up for myself every day? And you're, and then that, that in its own, that statement on its own is clearly coming from maybe a place of where you weren't showing up for yourself. And at that time in your life, if you look back, how were you showing up for the people in your life that you love? Yeah. You probably weren't. Probably not. So, <laughs> so how, if that maybe like that could also be a, a statement, a legacy, how am I showing up for myself? And that means every day, Elisa takes care of herself. You, you, you go for a run, you eat clean, you feel good, you get your work done. And in turn, I a hundred percent guarantee that you're showing up a hundred percent probably for your friends, for your family at work and everyone that you encounter. Yeah. And in turn, that energy, I, I just have a, such a believer of everything, like trickling down Yeah, is how you treat someone is an example. And they're hopefully maybe going to follow through and pass that on to somebody else. Yes. Like that moment that you take to go in and just, like I said, maybe your legacy is just to be kind to everyone, to take the time to be kind to the person, to look at the person in the eyes who you're ordering your coffee from and say thank you and how is your day. Those little tiny interactions, mm -hmm. they they have, a I think, such a bigger ripple effect than we, than we realize. That moment that you are on your dog walk and you look at someone and smile and say, hi, like, how are you? And just, yeah. it feels good. Yeah. And we all know that. Like, you have a good, exp it's, you, it feels good. And we're, I think, unfortunately, there's so many upsides to our online world and our online communities, but there's also so many downsides that are making us, it's, it's like we're becoming more connected and then so disconnected Yes. from real life interactions. Yes. So that kind of brings me to like your legacy and how you are developing this community of, um, you know, like-minded people who are, you know, lifting each other up, striving for their own passions and their own goals, but also lifting people up. Like, I don't know about you, but when I hang out with you and the girls, we, uh, I always, I like, we never criticize each other. We never, sometimes there's questions and we question, we ask hard questions, which I think is different. Yeah. A lot different. Um, but as a but friend, there's so much as support. A friend, yes. Somebody's got to ask those questions. Yeah, there's so much support 
Um, and our community is very supportive and loving and, and that is how you sort of, you live your life in all areas. Like you've established these little pockets of community around you that are all sort of in that space and, um, you give a sense of belonging and that people's values are important. And I think that that's part of your legacy. What do you, what do you say your legacy is? (laughs) Um, I think it's just, it is to continue to lift those up around me, to inspire them as uh, best I can, to um, help whenever I can, Um, when it comes to either it's work or in my personal life, my friends, it's if you can help someone, you help them. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, so you talk about how, and I'm quoting here, we are all here to serve. What does that mean? Mm. That is something that I, I think we've, Maybe you've heard it before, and I'd heard it before. And another thing that I kind of dismissed, um, but I, I do believe in some way uh, we are here to give some something back mm-hmm. uh, in some way. Um, I feel that I'm I'm being of service in within the community that we've created. Uh, in that sense, I spoke on earlier about creating that safe space for people to unfold. Uh, I feel that as a, as a teacher, I hope that I'm helping people tap into something deeper than just their physical bodies. And I always, I say this and practice all the time that I really believe that we come to practice to feel something more than just our physical bodies. And and helping people just start to to peel away to peel away layers the same way that I have in my practice and what it means to me to be practicing as a student in this industry and offering as a teacher. When did you know that we are here to give something back? When how how did that sort of come to you to your realization? Um, like I said, I, I had heard it before, but it just like I, I, I said in um, my post as well, like, I guess I wasn't ready to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we can all have, we can all think of moments and things we've been told as, you know, maybe as a teenager, and, mm-hmm. you know, dismiss what people say. And then later on, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I got, I get it. Um, and it kind of was actually a, a student that came to my class and she just was this really amazing woman and. Uh, we connected really well and one day after class she was just kind of chatting with me and complimenting me on my class and she looked at me and said you're an amazing teacher but you know that you're 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 something different though you're more and I was like oh my gosh like thank you and just (laughs) wow and then she said she said you know and well we well we are all here to serve and I was like and then you heard it I heard it yeah, I heard it, and I was, and then I thought about it, obviously, uh, and uh, and it resonated with me. And as a teacher too, it's you know years of more experience and just being more confident in what you're offering and finding your voice and and seeing that emotion almost come through in in what you're offering from your students, and that's to yeah. to me when you know. Uh, you're hitting home and it's it's not always going to be like that and anyone who's listening who's a teacher knows like every class that you're offering isn't going to be this big like 
emotional, like life changing thing. Like you just don't have that in a teacher as a teacher to offer seven yeah. to seven times a week. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. You know, and, uh, but maybe it, one student in every class will feel that. Exactly. But, but, and not every, yeah. And it's also remembering that sometimes I feel like, okay, like the one thing I know I'm always going to take the time to deliver as a solid sequence. The one note that the one thing that I know I can't always bring the most inspiring, uh, uplifting, dramatic theme into every class. And if, because it's just not authentic to me to just do that all the time. And yes. I only do it when I'm truly uh, feeling it mm-hmm. in, 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 my, in my body and it's on my mind and it's um, usually just quite like intuitive and the words come to you and it's something that you're feeling in that moment. Maybe you're inspired by something that happened. Um, so, so is the more... Does the more mean something on a spiritual level? Because sometimes I find it gets confusing when people talk about what the more looks like. Doing more, being more flexible, doing more poses, more yoga, more, more. Like The more to me is when you realize that the goal is not handstand. And some people, it is the goal. That's fine. It's totally fine. I've had my moments. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Every, and then I, and then I've just realized that it's not that important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the more is actually, I think for me, just being more in tune with my body and understanding my, how I move on the mat and, and how it feels yeah. on a deeper level than in my hamstrings and you know yes yes and respecting boundaries and listening to your body the listening more to your body like... and understanding that the 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 work with the breath that we're doing in our yoga practices is i think the most transformational part and that's the when people come first start practicing and they're like oh my god like they feel so good it's like we well, just spent 60 minutes literally actually focusing on your breath and moving your body where that often is secondary in a lot of, um, movement classes. It's not really addressed or talked about. And, uh, I feel that we're still trying to figure out in the West how to treat our bodies as one. We, we, we treat, Mm -hmm. we go to different doctors for our bodies and we go to different doctors for our minds and we don't Mm -hmm. understand the impact of, of our thoughts mm-hmm. on, on the rest of our, of our being. This is like a whole, like almost another topic. Oh my God. We need to talk about to this me, a little bit though. But it's like, to me, it's the future of the future of, of wellness. Yes. It's future of our health. Uh, just treating everything as one. And you're starting to shape that, um, within the work you do every day with teaching yoga, but also creating classes like the movement ritual which i just did for the first time last week which mm-hmm. was freaking amazing which is super uh connecting the mind and the body together um in, in a very purposeful way and like creating what did you call it at the beginning not a manifestation but a um, um i just asked people to create just an affirmation for oh, right. it for themselves uh and with the ritual class it's as I continue to evolve it, I, I want to keep it, I guess I'll just say ritualistic in that way that you're, you're sticking to this affirmation 
because everything is a practice and you're, and you're, you're repeating it to yourself. And yeah. I said, as you've heard it a million times, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. And, and just understanding the power of our thoughts. And, and for me, every, every practice that I've ever done, whether it's a, you know, a high intensity training or something, or, or it's anything I always, and I draw my energy from something else. I draw my my energy from a visualization, a visualization, um, or an affirmation of of something that resonates with me. And and it's uh, even when I'm like your inspiration my, or it, yeah. either like sometimes we're in the like. Process do you have of, like a muse or like an inspirational person that you look up to? Someone asked me that recently, yeah. and I was like, I don't know if I do. I kind of I what you're talking about. I feel as well. Like it's some. Yeah, it's definitely else. not a, a person. Mm-hmm. I've never really thought about it. I don't have like any specific person that I follow or mirror, but yeah. and I, I kind of, I you know, take inspiration from a lot of different people because, you know, it just doesn't make sense for me to just have one. There's because yeah. I'm, I'm not that person, so yeah, it's like you you know like a buffet. You take a little bit of everything and you create your own thing. Yeah. But uh, I, I've always drawn my my energy to achieve whatever I'm working towards from, it may sound strange, when I'm in a tough physical moment in a practice, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's yoga or something else that I'm doing, I take into the front of my mind whatever my goal in that moment, at that time in my life is, mm-hmm. and that's what I use to pull me through. I love it. That's kind of what you were doing within the movement ritual for, for yeah. me. Like I'll say it straight up when you ask for an affirmation. Uh, mine in the moment on the mat there was to uh, that I'm a creative, that I am going to create a course mm-hmm. and that I'm worthy of doing that. So yeah. I had create the course and then I'm worthy. And then we're doing 50 million jumping jacks and you're <laughs> like, we're dying. And these are the times where the voice comes in and says, stop stop you can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. and then you're like talk say your affirmation so instead of saying I replaced the stop in the negative talk I mean yes I was listening to my body and I did stop when I really needed to Mm -hmm. Um, understanding the difference understanding the difference and I got me it got me through just like screaming it in my mind I'm a creative (laughs) and I'm worthy doing 50 million squats yeah (laughs) I'm like wow yeah and then but those are the things I feel like were were a lot of we're only starting to realize that you pushing through that is making you mentally stronger. Oh, one always like every, you're always having little little breakthroughs, and mm-hmm. then and then dial the inner dialogue changes to fuck I can't I can to like I did it I can I yes. can and we're getting stronger and stronger and reprogramming all the time and I think it's I think it's just so cool and that we don't realize that. Whenever we're struggling with things that maybe are mentally off of our, off of our yoga mats, off of our whatever we're doing in, in our everyday lives, that we can we can start to make breakthroughs mm-hmm. with our physical body because, hey, guess what? Your head is fucking attached to your body, people. <laughs> like, what do you think? <laughs> I love it so much. I'm always like, you know, like when something really bad happens in your life and you feel sick to your stomach. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Hey. Or when you're just walking down the street and you have a sense in your body, oh, mm-hmm. slow down, oh, don't yeah. go around the corner, or whatever that looks like. It's really interesting because like that 
movement ritual for me just like and doing saying that affirmation in a, a hard part and having that feeling of of joy afterwards and confidence that it brought it's just not in our culture these I guess it's starting to become yeah. part of the culture but it's not a, my ha- habitual way of thinking or the habitual time in my life where I'm thinking about those affirmations you know for me I think about goals when I set aside a specific time to do it or I have a moment in bed when I'm like going through my checklist it's like no just wait so it's really interesting that we're having these conversations and more people are about allowing yourself the space and time to um, say those affirmations throughout mm-hmm. the day, whether it's... Well, and I said at the, in the opening of my, of my class, like, you don't have to believe it, but why don't you just fucking try it? Yeah, why don't you're you here. just fucking yeah, try like, you're it? You're here. You may as well you just try it. Well. <laughs> like, what's the harm in trying it? Mm-hmm. I don't think there was one person that left that room that didn't feel something from that in a positive way. I I agree. Yeah. Even if they thought it was stupid to do at the beginning. I do like this challenge where I say, give yourself five compliments and see how you feel after. And people like resist that. Totally. feel it's stupid. Okay. Well, try it. Yeah. (laughs) See how it feels. (laughs) You don't even have to tell anybody about it. (laughs) You don't have to tell anyone. And you know what? It's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Uh, Okay, well, I, I actually love this conversation. I love the mind-body connection. I think there's so much to that. It's like um, part of your legacy that you're starting to create within all of us, especially with in It me. is, and it is too, just even meeting with anyone that I, you know, in my life that's working towards their goals, their dreams, whatever it is, and and helping them change their inner dialogue. Like, I'm mm-hmm. often sitting on the side going, like, you can do this. Yeah. Like, what 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 do you think? You know, and a lot of unfortunately, like a lot of the feedback I, I've heard is like, uh, and I find it so interesting. What are people gonna think about me doing this? What are they gonna say about me doing this? And um, so what are your I, conclusions to that? What what do I say back to that? I'm yeah. like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Because the the sooner like. You need to stop focusing on what other people think. And these are things that we hear all the time. But And people say they don't, oh, I don't care what people think. And I say that all the time. But you do. Mm-hmm. But you just can't get caught up in that dialogue. And you can't get caught up in somebody else's shit. Because mm-hmm. that's what it is. And putting that Someone's saying like, oh, Lisa's going to do a course. Like, who does she think she is doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, but like, what is really happening with the person that's saying that? Yeah. Like, that's not coming from a place of love. That's not coming from a place of compassion. It's coming from a place of their own insecurities being like thrown at you. And are you going to let that affect you? That is a really good point because in the whole practice of not taking something personally, you have to realize that what someone else's opinion is has nothing to do with you. It has to do with their demons and their fears and their upbringing and their Mm -hmm. belief systems and all of that stuff is just being puked out. Now, I have a choice. Do I want to attach myself to that or not? Yeah, and it's, um, you know, you talk about like our our personal friend group and Mm -hmm. how it's positive and all these things and we've I mean we've been friends for so long and lifted each other up and you literally are a product of the people that you hang out with the most yeah and I've said this often in talks like 
you need to distance yourself from toxic people who are bringing you down, who don't inspire you. And once you start to kind of shift and actually look, seek out other entrepreneurs and other people who are brainstorming and moving ahead, things will change. And, and unfortunately, some of those people you have to distance yourself from can often, I, I didn't have this experience, but be family. Mm. And that's, I think, a really hard one for a lot of people. And it's not like you just, you shut the door on them, but you just slowly, you know, keep them at arm's length, take a few steps back and try to spend your time a little more wisely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because you, you know, when you're around um, these creative creators and entrepreneurs and everyone is like, yes, yes, you can do it. And, it, and things really do start to shift have a hundred people around you saying, yes, you can, as opposed or have six people who are around you saying, no, you can't do that. It's stupid. And then like listening to your body and your instinct on, on distancing yourself. I'm like, I don't know. I've had experiences with our group and our community where I just feel so great. And then I go somewhere else and I'm like, oh, well, this isn't, this doesn't feel the same way. This doesn't mm-hmm. feel the way. And, li- and listening to that. And listening to that and making choices to like create the space that you need to work on your passions and your goals and your legacy or whatever it is, or just to be silent or be with your dog or be with your family and be in a healthy space. Very cool. I think, I think I want to leave it at that. I love that. That We kind of like went all over the place there. A little bit. I I, I mean, yes, yes and no. Yes and no. But I, 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 this is my favorite sort of topic of conversation. I could probably chat about this. I kind of do chat about this yeah. 100% of the time, but <laughs> I freaking love it. I freaking love it. And I'm so glad that you're in my life and that you're here to spread the good vibes. Oh, thank you. Are we missing anything? Is there anything else you want to say? Um, I always ask no. this question. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, thanks for thanks for having me, Elisa. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my pleasure. Um, so where can we find you, Amber? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Pure Yogi Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you teach at Pure Yoga Ottawa. I teach at Pure and, on and your Instagram, schedule is Pure always Ottawa. sort of updated. Yeah, and you can practice with me um, at Pure Yoga Online as well. Ah, this is very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, thank you once again. Have the best day. Thanks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, that is all for today. I want to give a huge shout out for my girl Amber. Make sure you follow her on Instagram at, at Pure Yogi Amber. That's P U R E Y O G I A M B E R. I also want to take this opportunity to remind you all about my five day awareness challenge. It is still going on. You can do it anytime, it's completely free. It's only five days and it's designed to help you wake up and start your practice of awareness in your own life. So join today by going to alisaunfiltered.com forward slash free challenge. Okay, alisaunfiltered.com forward slash free challenge. If you haven't done so yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review of my show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.